So, friends, come with me to the panhandle of Texas, would you? <clears throat> I'm driving um, my Ford pickup truck. What, what are you driving? What are you driving? Okay, so, all right, so, and I don't have air conditioning, so the driver's side window's down, the left arm's here, it's getting sunburned, all right? And I drive with one hand loose on top of the wheel, right hand. So can you, can you get in your own vehicles, whatever you're driving, to put your right hand on the top of the wheel? This, okay. this is an important piece of this message, so play along with me. All right. So we're, we, we come and we see each other. Or do you have your right hand on the wheel? Okay. You are driving. You're not. Okay. So when you see one another, this is how you wave. All right. You take the index finger. Make sure it's the index finger, okay? It's very important, this piece. Uh, so raise the index finger up, and it goes across, and then it's down like that. Okay, let me, let me, so I'm waving at you, you wave at me. Okay, here we go, up, over, and down. Okay, all right, you're well done, well done, I appreciate that. Okay, so you're saying, why are we doing that? As we drive towards hope, we're not alone, <laughs> We have a community around us. There's, there's people all around us who are on this same journey. I, I've said this over and over again to you, but, but loneliness is the disease that's all around us. And as a Christian community of hope, we don't have to do this thing alone. We, we do it together. I, I love what the scripture said, that in the new Jerusalem, the gates will never be closed and all kinds of people be coming in, never stops, day and night. There is no difference. It's just all light all the time, and all the peoples will be welcomed in. You were not made for loneliness. You're made to see one another as we drive towards hope. And, and you're not alone either, because God is with us in this journey I've often read this passage, often preached this passage, but I never got the message till this last week. It's not we're raptured up to heaven. What did this passage say? The rapture of God comes down upon us. Three times in that third verse, it says that God is with us. The home of God is with us. God's dwelling with us. God is with us. We are not alone. We're with one another. We are with God. Pastor Lisa and I had big questions that we were trying to address this spring, and during the season of Lent, we didn't get to all of the questions. <laughs> this is the question for today someone submitted. What's all this language about second coming of Christ? What is it about end times? And so I'm trying to address that through this passage in the Revelation to John. This revelation to John is often misunderstood, it's often misquoted, it's often misused, and I can tell you what the revelation of John is about in one word, and that word is hope. The God of creation is also the God of completion. God who began everything will bring everything to its fullness at the right time. So, Come with me to the panhandle again. That's going to be kind of an underlying theme here. I'm going to do my uh, panhandle talk. In the panhandle, when we talk about hope, we talk about, does it work? <laughs> is it practical? Uh, is it down to earth? Is it of, of some use? It's not just some ethereal concept that we have. So, does it work? The context of the revelation to John was the Christian community was under persecution, <laughs> They were 
suffering. It does not deny that there's evil. Evil is in this world. Can I get an amen? <laughs> I mean, did you see what the passage said there at the very end? It talked about uh, uncleanness and, and, and cowardice and, and, and things like that. that uh, we know that evil exists. So um, let's talk about North Korea for just a moment. <laughs> so in family systems theory, I would say North Korea is the problem child in the family that has to act out in order to get attention. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You see, let me see how far I can push the boundaries out so that you'll have to react to me is what North Korea, I think, is doing. There's, there's evil in this world. Um, Harriet Tubman, I was reading a quote by her, an incident in her life. Do you remember her? She was uh, in... In, during the Civil War times and uh, slavery times, she was called the Moses as, as she led people out of slavery in the South to uh, freedom in, in the North. And once upon a time uh, during the Civil War, she was hearing a very prominent preacher, and he was going on and on about how dark and, and dreary and, and just how awful things were, and, and she in, interrupted his sermon. Thank you for not doing that with me right now. But she, she interrupted his sermon, and she stood up, and she said, Is God dead? God's not dead. We, as Christians, live on this side of the resurrection. We believe that Jesus has been raised from the dead, and our hope is in him. Does, does it work? Yes, it does work. John, in, the, in this letter to the church, he is saying, keep the faith, don't give up, keep hoping. Live, love, pray, work with hope. That is what works in this world today. In the panhandle of Texas, we have language, special language for time. When is, when is Jesus coming, right? So we would say he's fixing to come, right? He's fixing to come. Um, uh, we would say uh, he's coming in, in a while, right? How, how long is a while? Huh? He's coming in a while. And, and, and my favorite one of all is um, he'll be here directly, <laughs> directly, uh, I, I used to think that was a real word, D-R-E-E-K-L-Y, directly. Huh? I, only later, just maybe in the last few weeks, I've come to understand that it was directly. <laughs> that Jesus is coming back soon, but it's directly, right? Um, if you read the New Testament, there are some writings from the earlier times in the New Testament where those writers expected Jesus to come within their lifetime, and when that didn't happen, some of the later writings start having to deal with situations that we deal with today. And that, that is, how do you sustain this hope while you wait for Jesus to come directly? Some of those writings of the later times would say language like this, a thousand years is like one day for Jesus, right? For the Lord. God has a different sense of timing than we do. But Jesus is coming. It's just directly. In the panhandle, we also ask about hope. Does it last? Does it last? Is it just 
it has to be something more than ephemeral and, and just passing away quickly? Does it have some su- uh, sustaining value about it? Um, so I, I'm all in favor of progress. I, I'm loving it that there's self-driving cars. I, I mean, I remember being 16, trying to get my driver's license and trying to parallel park. Do anybody, I mean, how hard that was? That was the biggest scare, how to get that car in there. I mean, today you just pull up and you punch a button, right? Shh, car will park itself. And as we get older, some of us, right, wouldn't this be great to have self-driving cars? I want to go to Barton Creek Mall. Car just takes you right there. You don't have to think about it. Isn't this great? Yeah. Internet of things. Isn't this wonderful how we're um, all connected and, and stuff? But, but there are some limits, right, to, to these things. Um, uh, so I was visiting with a, a, a young child who is having a problem with a bully at school, and she said, Mom, can I have your phone? And I said, okay, what do you want on the phone? I want to talk to Siri. <laughs> right? Siri, what do I do about this girl who's a bully at school? I don't understand this question. Yeah. There are limits. <laughs> I, I believe in progress and stuff, but we do not bring in the kingdom of God by ourselves. That's not what lasts. What lasts is the eternal God. In this passage, it doesn't talk about an event that we work towards that happens. It talks about a person. Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus is the one who brings about the completion of everything Our hope is not in an event, it's in a person, Jesus. The passage says it's not just about new things that come along, it's about making all things new. My best language for that is that Jesus is about bringing things to completion, bringing things to completeness, to fullness. I'm hoping that's true in my case. I'm hoping that someday Jesus will address the incompleteness in me. Do, do y'all know I'm retiring? Have I told y'all that? Is that so, so, okay. No, no cheering? Okay, <laughs> all right, that's good. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very aware of this, and I, I don't mean to just belabor this, but I'm trying to help you grieve, hopefully, and make room in your hearts for Tracy Beadle, who's coming in about two months as your next senior pastor. And as I look back over 39 years of ministry, I realize how much I'm leaving undone. And I know none of y'all have ever felt this way, but there's so much I have left to say. And I only have eight more messages with you. Uh, There's so much I still have to do. I'm only 64. um, So I I love it. Y'all are so tender. Some of you, uh, on Easter Sunday a couple of weeks ago, some of you were going out of worship and you would say to me, Oh, Pastor Lynn, it was your last Easter (laughs) <laughs> I, said, I hope not <laughs> I hope there's life after retirement <laughs> maybe I won't be up front preaching but you know, maybe there's still hope for me to do something say something after, after this Easter uh, after retirement I realize my incompleteness There's so much I wish I hadn't said over these 39 years, and I apologize for those things where I've hurt people, offended people. I wish I could take those words back. And when I've done those things that have wounded people, 
My hope is in Jesus who brings everything to completion, to bring it to fullness, to transform me and us into the people we are intended to be. Um, I, I do a lot of memorials. I had a memorial service here yesterday, funeral services, and I remember doing one in the last few years of, of a man whose wife died. He, they weren't members of this church, but, and he said to me, um, Pastor Lynn, when I think about my wife and her dying, he says, I don't want closure. He said, it's like that shuts it off. He says, I want completeness, <laughs> fullness. This is what God wants for us also, that we become in full before God, the people we are intended to be. I'm glad that I realize my limits, my incompleteness, because it helps me humble myself before God and remember that I am not the Messiah, I'm not the Savior of you or, or myself or anybody or anything, but I, I do this work with God, and God is the one who brings everything to completeness. What does the passage say? That the Lord is our temple, our light, and our hope. The Lord is, not me. And so I have a, another place where hope shows up. And it's not quite in the panhandle. It's, it's towards the panhandle. It's in Mason, Texas, where I did my internship in ministry. Where I'm, This is in 1978 when I started. And uh, as an intern, you get together with some other students, and you get together with some theologians, and you process verbatims where you present an incident in ministry, kind of a word-by-word -word account of what happened, and, and those people will share with you how you could have done that better. And as an example, in our workbook, we had um, a story with Henri Nouwen, who is a great Dutch theologian, uh, and he was directing one of his students in a verbatim. And I'll never forget it. His student presented a case of dealing with a man who was going in for heart surgery, and it was a very delicate surgery, and the man was very scared, and this only heightened the anxiety of the student who was trying to, to deal with this man. And, and the student, in his verbatim, he, he felt like he just flubbed it. And, and really, he did. His anxiety just got in the way, and he said all the wrong things and was not very helpful to the, to the man at all. And um, he goes, and the student is talking with Henri now, and he said, what could I have done better? And, and Henri now said, there's only one thing that this man needed to hear. And that was this, I will see you again. Post-surgery, in eternal life, in ultimate sense. But that's, that's what we all need to hear. I, I will see you again. So I'm, I'm putting my hand on the steering wheel here. You see my hand here? And the finger's coming up. It's going over and down, and uh, is that hello? Is, is that goodbye? Yeah. But what it really is, I will see you again. That's the good news I have to share with you this day. Amen.